Oh, it is a new day, people. It is a new day. We talk about it all the time. We need to empower ourselves. We need to evolve. We need to become stronger as a people. But it could only happen with healing. And this guest we have on today, Dr. Joan, one of the uh, co-founders of the National Healing Journey. I am excited to have her on. We're going to deep dive on what it is that we're really suffering from, from a as a community, how we're going to evolve, and what the future is going to look like today on the Empower Hour. Welcome to the Empower Hour. We bring empower to the people because the people have the power. This squad's going to entertain, enlighten, and empower y'all. I'm Queen Kaya, joined by Pharaoh Hammond Freeman and Gina the Great. But before we do anything else, like always, we're going to bless this show and our kings and queens listening. Blessed Melanated Rising, my people. Uh, I'm so grateful to life. I'm grateful to God, our creator. I'm grateful to the ancestors. I'm grateful to our amazing planet Gaia. I love her so much. And I'm just excited for this opportunity that we have here to build, to come together, to inspire, to uplift, to educate, and most importantly, to empower our community. I'm sending out that spirit of love, light, unity, strength, great health, wealth, peace, some longevity as well for our people. Hotep, amen, ashe, aibobo. Ashe. Man, guys, obviously I'm feeling hype. I don't know if you guys could feel, but I'm feeling hype. Gina the Great, Queen Kai, Inga. Oh, how are you guys doing, yo? You know. Babaleo, babaleo. I'm doing good. What's up, guys? But what was that? What was that? Babaleo, babaleo. I like it, I though. Like I, I kind of did, I too, like but I, I feel like I recognize it from a song. Bambaleo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll splice it into the mix. Guys, it's been, it's been some like a really good couple of weeks. I'm not going to hold you. Like, I've been having fun. So, Inga, yeah, oh. Bring something to the table. <laughs> I will. Inga, oh, you should know, I am happy. Today, I'm happy. Be your quirky self. Like, it's okay. It's okay. And I'm I'm embracing that more and more. So Dope. Thanks. And it's a perfect segue. We are going to take a quick break. And then we'll be back with Parlay with the people, with the one and only Dr. Jones. Yeah, I got a chicha try in there. You already know. Parlay with the people. 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 Parlay with the people, y'all. All right, beautiful people. So we are back. Uh, this is this is gonna be an exciting one. I feel it already. Uh, so like I had said at the beginning of the show, we are very blessed to have Dr. Joan with us. She is, well, first of all, she's a psychotherapist and she's the chair of the National Healing Journey. And we are blessed to have her as a guest on Parley with the People. Blessings, Queen. Thank you for being here with us. Oh, it's so good to be with you. This is awesome. Very cool. So now everybody knows before we get into the business, I always like taking a moment to allow our guests to introduce themselves and to kind of deep dive a little bit about their background so people can, you know, connect with you and get to know who you are. So the floor is yours, Dr. Joan. Who are you? Yeah, well, it's it's good to be with you. You know, I'm excited uh, to connect. Um, one of the things that uh, I should tell you about myself is that 
I have a nursing background. And after graduating from nursing, I didn't actually know what aspect of nursing that I liked. And I discovered that when I started working for a program called Families First, this was in the regional municipality of Peel in Brampton, Ontario. I started working for this program. And the thing that excited me the most, you're going to think this is weird, but when I can help somebody solve a problem and kind of very quickly move out of it, it gives me a charge, like a supercharge, right? So I started working with these single mothers, which was very reflective of my own background. I grew up with a single mom and a lot of them were also Caribbean. So, you know, I I came from Jamaica when I was 10 years old. And the thing that excited me and actually started my journey to where I am today is that most of these women experience violence. So whether that was childhood, physical abuse, sexual abuse, you know, you name it, a number of different traumatic experiences that now had them in this space where they were stuck and they couldn't move, all on social assistance, not working, bogged down by their mental health challenges. And for some reason, I was there to not only kind of re-experience an environment, my mother always worked. In fact, you know how Caribbean mothers are? They have three jobs, right? I was going to say, yep. (laughs) So my mother would wake up at 5 a.m., go to to work at 7 a.m., Uh, have a break between three and somewhere like five, start at 5 p.m., come home at 11 p.m., and then work on the weekends, right? Mm -hmm. And that was like, our life was like that. And so having kind of grown up with that, now I'm seeing a different type of single mother who couldn't work and who was so mentally bogged down and so depleted that they couldn't get along with family, they couldn't get along with themselves, they couldn't get along with the world, and they were just stuck in this place. Well, that became this motivator for me. I began to ask the question, how do you heal this? How do you get people activated again? How do you get them out of this place of stuckness? And that's really where everything began for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now I ask the question, how do we get a people activated, right? (laughs) So I'm not just asking about one person or a small group of people that I'm a clinical person with, but now I'm asking the question, how do you heal the African nation? I love it. How do you do do that, right? Yeah. I've been on a journey. I was gonna uh, say. Yeah, I I was gonna say, they say that if if the question, your why is not, if it doesn't scare you, if it's not so big that it scares you, then it's not big enough. And that's <laughs> definitely a big one. That's a big one. It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Right. And, and and it does scare the bejesus out of me. You know, it's <laughs> just like, how, how do you do this? And one of the things I recognize or have come to recognize is you absolutely can't do this alone. Right. This requires everybody to be on board in order for us to heal. It requires a certain type of people to evolve as healers in the community. Mm. And then it requires a type of people to then, you know, be able to pull people together in a way like you are, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you all are, yeah. you're, you're experts at connection, right? So I was talking to my husband about the UFC and, and you, Pharaoh, and I would say, Pharaoh has this ultimate gift that I've always wanted. And it, the ultimate gift is connection, right? Yes. <laughs> Right. And so uh, that, you know, I've I've spent my years in a space of healing. And as I heal and transform, then I'm able to connect with people in Mm. this way that is just beautiful. And and that's the most powerful thing that has come out of my own healing journey. So Mm. the thing I should say is, as I pursued the question, how do I heal these people? 
the way, you know, the question you're asking, you already have inside of you, right? So as I went inside, as I did my healing work and just went inside and inside and inside, I discovered the answer to the question. And that was a becoming method, uh, a psychotherapeutic approach that it, it incorporates so many elements, but it's a beautiful process. I call it becoming because it's kind of like, you know, the butterfly, it's in the cocoon and mm. has to push its way out. And then eventually it flies. Yes. And it's not, you don't just want to fly. You want to be able to just fly high. And then you want to be able to then create more butterflies. Right. Mm. So that's the journey I'm on, you know, just becoming and then uh, helping others to become. I love that. I love it. I love it. So then, okay. So now, I, I, mean, I guess th- this is where the psychotherapist, because you, so you started as a nurse yes. and then you evolved into become, and what, what was, how was that transition? How was that journey in becoming a psychotherapist? Yeah. Um, I, I went on to do my master's and in my master's, I answered the question, you know, what are the factors that contribute to mental health issues, especially for those single mothers on social assistance. Right. And I decided when I went in to do my PhD that I wanted to develop that intervention Uh, that would solve the problem of recovery and quick and permanent recovery. Then from there, I went to teach at a university. So Mm -hmm. I I won't say the university, but, you know, while I was at this university, it was so challenging for me. Mm. Like every day I felt I'm doing this thing, but it's not the thing that I'm supposed to do. And I think a lot of people are sometimes stuck there where you're like, man, I went, I did this thing, but the result that I'm getting right now is not the thing that I expected. Hmm. So I would go into work every day. It was such a toxic environment. So much trauma happened in that environment too, that I eventually made the decision. Okay. I know I'm not supposed to be here anyways, so I'm going to leave, but what am I going to do? Right. So as I was leaving, of course, you become afraid, right? So then I took another job as a teacher in another <laughs> nursing school. And then I walked through the door the first September and I'm like, oh God, I'm not supposed to be here either, right? Mm-hmm. So it took me about four months, but as it took me four months to make the decision not to be there, I dived into a deep depression okay. because I was like, where am I gonna go? I don't belong here, but where am I gonna go? And sometimes not having the answer and that stuckness, that stuck place mm-hmm. can cause you to go into the depression. But that was the most beautiful thing that has ever happened to me Mm -hmm. because then I typed into Google a different type of therapy and I would discover something developed by a lady named Candace Blakely called new decision therapy. So the thing I eventually developed, which is becoming therapy, I call co-created with Candace Blakely, whom I never met. I only read her book and I learned what I could from the lady who had learned from her. Mm -hmm. But because Candace didn't leave a template, I had to backtrack. And with my PhD brain and my teaching, now I engage a different type of teacher as I develop becoming therapy. I call it Holy Spirit, right? (laughs) Holy Holy Spirit took me through a different type of PhD over the last seven years and really put in my hand this beautiful process that ends depression, anxiety, personality disorder, PTSD, you name it, things that are chronically embedded in us as black people <laughs> it ended <laughs> it ends it all Oof. and it brings you into a place where you know yourself deeply you connect with your purpose you pursue your purpose you're changing and evolving all at the same time and as you're evolving you're connecting even more and eventually you just get to the point where you're like 
I'm living the dream, you know, like, yes. yeah, <laughs> like I, I'm doing the thing I was born to do. Right. So that's kind of where I am right now. Like, wow. You, you, uh, sorry. I <laughs> like, I feel like, so that segment and stuff, because I know people who are listening and taking in, you're speaking to them on levels where it's, you're speaking to them mentally, you're speaking to them spiritually, you're speaking to them emotionally, because a lot of us are going through things that we want to heal from. Yeah. And some of us, some of us are not even aware that we need the healing, but we know that we're not happy with where we're at. And yes. some of us know we need healing and we don't know where to go. Yes. Right. And so again, I'm very grateful to life. Like I say it all the time, our ancestors, the guides, God, our creator, just for yes. creating this opportunity for us to be able to connect. And the connection that I feel again, it was divine. No like, accidents. There's no, there's no accidents. <laughs> because like you were just saying, I was getting to that point where I'm like, I feel, and people who listen to me on the radio know I've been saying this. I'm like, there's more to this, guys. There's something I need to develop more. I need to push us more. I've been been pushing people to to connect with themselves and the planet, but it's still the the, the what or the why or the thing was missing. And then again, I got to give shout out to Happening. Shout out 3737. Thanks for what you guys are doing. You created the opportunity. You guys, you know, you, you, you took heed and you, and you, it was, it's a business conference, so to speak, but they made it a point to have mental health uh, as a component in there, which yes. is, I know, and yes. I'm very happy that they asked yeah. me to moderate the panel. Amen. <laughs> right? So being there, and, and again, you guys, and I'm sure I spoke about this already on the show, but you guys are hearing it again, because being there and listening to you, it was the aha moment, the light bulb, the explosion, the creation of a new world. <laughs> right? I, I, I looked around and I was like, I was like, I just found Neo. I was like, this is the one. It wasn't just you. It, I was in the room too. And the room was buzzing with excitement because your voice, your tones are so calm, but your message is so strong. It's such a good duality, in my opinion. It's such a good duality. So kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So now we are here and we're, and again, I'm excited. So and I, so I have to I have to scale back a notch on it. So I, first, so I don't start talking a mile a minute because people know when I get hype, I start to really talk fast. So let me slow down. Yeah. And now let's let's dive a little bit into the business. So before we start talking about the program and the healing journey, I just want to plug. Now you wrote a book. So let's yep. let the community know about that. So they, they, they can start to, to get to know you have a book, you have a podcast. I because I've been binge listening to everything, but I want, I want you to promote <laughs> them. Let people know. And then let's yeah. dive into the program because I feel that's that's yeah. the meat and potatoes of where we're going. Right and now. please don't forget the forgiveness journal. Let me just put that in there because I'm a journaler. I journal every morning. <laughs> right. So that spoke to me right away. <laughs> yes. So I wrote 490 after I felt I had a good enough understanding. That was in 2019. I wrote 490. And actually, Victor Bosole, who I think is part of your, your group. Oh, of course, Victor's so my guy. <laughs> I, I, I went to go meet with Victor. And uh, at the point where Victor was like, you know, he he's the kind of guy that has 40 people in the room. And he thinks he's just meeting with one person at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, that is Victor. Uh, I said, yeah, I've been thinking about writing a book, you know, about the method and and that sort of thing. And, 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 and I said, but, you know, I, I'm not sure if it's the right time. And he goes, it's already the right time, Joan. So why don't you just write the book? He goes, give yourself like an impossible timeline or something that like scares you Mm -hmm. so that, you know, you, you can just, you can, you can get it done. And so I said, he said, well, how about 21 days? Give yourself 21 days. And I go, that wouldn't scare me. Right. So I said, I'm going to give myself 14 days. Wow. I said, okay, Holy spirit, let's go. 
right? So like, Holy Spirit is like, yeah, Joan, let's go. So um, I, I then said, okay, I need somebody who's going to run with me, right? Like I'm always one of those people I want to connect. I want a partner. So I found somebody um, through Instagram who is an editor. And so we laid out what the next, we were going to write uh, 14 chapters, I think in the end. So it was going to be one chapter a day. So I started off with her by the third day I lost her. Cause like every day I would just wake up and the chapter was here <laughs> and I would just write it. So 490 is a book that combines knowledge of the theory of becoming method with my own personal journey and experience. So the, the book, it begins with that. I'm listening to a minister speak about forgiveness in church. And I start with a, a pastor speaking from the pulpit, because I know a lot of us black people, we're spiritual mm -hmm. and we're in the church. And I think that's one of the fundamental pieces that pulls in as we go through our transformation journey, it doesn't matter how you see God, experience God, what name you call God, whatever the case may be, you're going to discover through discovering yourself, you're going to discover who God is. Mm -hmm. And that's a powerful part. So I begin with this speaker, this preacher on the, on the stage, delivering this message about forgiveness and all this other stuff. And at the end, coming to the close of the chapter, I say, you know, like I've been so depressed for such a long time. And I wish this prayer that this pastor just said would help me, but I need something. I need something more. I need an intervention. So the rest of the book is really talking about the intervention itself, how you can engage in it, what it does for you. And then I show you my transformation through my own storytelling with my personal journey. I show the audience kind of what this looks like. One of the fundamental things that it was life transforming for me was once I got to a pivotal point in my healing journey, visions and dreams started. Mm. I've always dreamt. So that wasn't really new, but visions came forward, you know, so meaningful foretelling beyond intuition kind of visions came forward. And so it linked me up in a whole different way. And that was powerful. And so I talk about those in the book as well. The final chapter is called the age of peace. And mm. I believe we're in a time where peace is to come. And uh, we're at this pivotal point where we can we can flip the switch and we can actually step into that zone. And I think if us as Black people heal, that's when we flip humanity into that space. So hence the reason Ooh. so Ooh. much of what I do is focused on the Black community. <laughs> uh, yes, because this is the time, people. It is the time for our healing. It's our time for our evolution. It's time for us to recalibrate. And get back to just get back to our greatness. Yes. Get back to our greatness. You feel yeah. it right there, Kaya? You feel it, Queen Kaya? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I'm uh, I'm sitting here in awe right now because you know sometimes you know they say I I believe in when you and your friends go out somewhere and you guys all show up in the same color or the same pattern that it, synchronicity is very important for me and that your everything that you said um I feel like is has been buzzing around me for the last mm. week my confirmation so I know I'm like wow this is beautiful this feels like home <laughs> this yes uh, this is, that coming home 
yes queen. yes queen yeah. and i'm telling you like i was saying i know i know the same way it hit me is hitting her it's hitting people who are yeah. listening on on air who are like wow this is it this is what i've been looking for Let's take a quick positive cause, just to shout out our homegirls, Kemba and Andrea from Keen Real Estate Group. Whenever you're thinking real estate, whenever you're thinking investments, whenever you're thinking about planning for the long term, think Keen Real Estate Group. They're generating wealth for generations. KeenGroup.ca If your goal is to purchase a car and to make the process as simple as possible, just get a car broker, guys. You just get a car broker. Big shout out to our homeboy, Hamsdale Jacques, the owner of HJCoutierAuto.com. That's H-J-C-O-U-R-T-I-E-R-A-U-T-O.com. If you're a small to medium-sized business and you're getting started and you're ready to go to the next level, what do you need? You need a phone line and you need a website. Think Mainstream Digicom. They got all your telecommunication needs checked. MainstreamDigicom.com. You're trying to get out on the web. You're trying to understand how to navigate through ads. Check out Java Logics for all your marketing, your digital marketing. Where would we be without Preston? I don't even know. Check out Java Logics. I give thanks to Preston for what he's done for the OFC. The amount of positive reviews we've gotten from all his referrals. We're proud to stand behind his work. Check out JavaLogics.com. No, it's not just because he's my brother. It's because you can't talk hip-hop in Montreal without saying M-City Solo. Guys, check out his latest project, In My Feels, available on mcitysolo.com. If it's not one of the, the hardest new EPs to hit Montreal, come and let me know. You already know. It's your boy, Faro, big enough, mcitysolo.com. Keeping the culture alive. I gotta give thanks to West Can Folk Performing Company. For the last 40 years plus, they've been promoting our culture through song, drum, and dance. Educating youth, the children, the seniors. Just check them out. Westcanfolk.com Girl, what are you cooking? My curry chicken. Ooh, you're burning it. Oh, gosh, it looks so... <laughs> It's okay, girl. You need the Curry House. They have the best Caribbean food in town. Two locations in Montreal, West Island and Cotonège. For more information, follow Caribbean Curry House MTL. Don't forget to mention the Empower Hour for your 10% discount. So, who placed in the order? Me. <laughs> DeVito, WizKid, Burner Boy. Those are just some of the big names that's blessed Montreal thanks to Afrobeats Montreal. Definitely check out Afrobeats MTL for all concerts, show listings, everything that has to do with Afrobeats in the city. Check out Afrobeats MTL. One full circle. We are the Melanated Community Resource Hub and Network. What does that mean? We're here for each other. So, okay, cool. So now we talked about the book. Check. Next, we have the podcast that I've been binge listening to. Uh, I think I've made reference to it already twice <laughs> in my last two shows. So, yeah. So, if we could talk about that, the inspiration behind that and just what it's about. Yeah. So, the show has expanded and will continue to expand. I think even as I think about this September, I want to have people who are partnering in the Black community to bring us into a place of unity. Nice. Um 
And so the inspiration, uh, one of the things that personally I went through most recently was I moved to Kamloops, BC. And this was to be the place where I'd mature spiritually and, and kind of like come to that place of completion. But my children didn't handle the move so well. And it actually led to a lot of conflict, especially with my son. And there was one afternoon where I was feeling rather depleted that I went to sleep. And so as I woke up, there was a voice where I said out loud, hey, I'm listening. In a lot of ways, I was talking to my son, but I was also talking to all of those people that need someone to just listen to them in like that down and out phase, right? And so as I said, hey, I'm listening, then the visual of speaking to different people from the Black community came forward. And that same week, I started, hey, I'm listening. <laughs> wow. You see, you don't waste time. The spirit yeah. speaks to you, it drops in your spirit, and you start to do. People think I'm, I'm like, crazy when go. I do that. I'm like, but what let's do you want? Go. Like, I already know right? what to do now. I got to go. I can't, I can't pretend like right. I don't know this anymore. I got to move forward what I know. Sorry. It's the action. It's the action. But we have to give grace to the people who move a little slower. Mm -hmm. They still move, but they're inspired by and also, But also, it's fearful for them. So you're, you know, there's, yes, yes. we have to give grace to them too. Let me, let me shout Absolutely. out. Absolutely. <laughs> we, we all have our part to play, right? And there are some people who are going to rein us in and ho say, hold on a second, yeah. uh, you know, so don't push ahead. But, you know, when you know something is right, it just flows like, yeah. you know, so it, the, you don't get into the bumps like, you know, you know, normally you would. So with, hey, I'm listening, it just flowed, you know, and it's been one guest after another, um, we are celebrating all that is beautiful, all that is wonderful about Black people. Mm -hmm. We're also uh, bringing an awareness about the fact that we have to heal. 100% mm -hmm. of us are traumatized. And the way that I, I, I equate that is because not only have we been traumatized by the enslavement experience, but we know through what's called epigenetics, the study of genetics and the transfer of memories through DNA, we know that up to seven generations will experience what was already experienced by, say, our great, great, great grand. Mm. Now, so, so it trickles down through our DNA memories that we have, but we don't know that we have. And so they're, they're embedded here. So whether you have experienced racism or whether you have experienced something that is charged and racialized or something that is the enslavement experience, um, whether or not you experience it directly, because there is a conscious memory that is embedded in our blood and our DNA, 100% of us have been traumatized. So we are raising the awareness that first of all, what we've experienced is traumatic, that there are a number of responses. Like for example, we experience more childbirth death to mothers, right? So mothers having children are now dying at a higher rate than anybody else. Why? Because we have like a normal, a normalization of pain. So whereas others would say, I can't push through that. We say, I'll push through it, right? Because it's just been, it's just been part of our coping. Mm. But it, so then when we should reach out, we don't reach out. When we should go to the hospital, we don't go to the hospital. When we should, should say, you racist doctor, you're thinking that my pain tolerance, which is just something that's imposed by my coping with the enslavement experience, that my, in, in, my pain tolerance is higher than anybody else. But really, it's just coping. 
So because we we maintain some of these things, we're suffering and we're dying, we're dying because we're not recognizing it as something that's actually not supposed to be. So we're trying to take little things like that and say, hey, wake up. Personality disorders, anxiety, depression, the outrighteous or the the righteous indignation that some of us carry with us, the anger that is there. We sometimes are willing to live with that, not knowing that that actually is so unhealthy and it makes us, it, it displaces us, it disconnects us from who we are. So we're bringing all of that forward and saying, let's heal, let's heal. Mm-hmm. And, and the people who come on the show, I call them the healers. So they're people who've gone through their healing journey to some extent more so than others. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they're talking about what that was like, what they learned, and now what their purpose in life is all about. So Ooh. it's cool to talk to all of these people. Guys, to if you haven't already, check it out. on. I've been listening on Spotify. Just search for it. Hey, I'm listening by Dr. Joan. And it's funny because... You said you went out uh, to Kamloops for for that evolution. And with some of the work that we've been doing with Queen Odessa, she said that anytime you're going for a spirit for spiritual growth, be prepared for contrast because it's just, you know, like it's it's a part of it, you know? So the fact that from that and from that love of discomfort you went through, you created another beautiful piece and it's serving. It's like there's no flukes or coincidences. And, and I have to say, listening to it, there was a question you asked all your guests in terms of their passion. And I thank you for that because it was something that had helped me as going through things. I I started asking myself because I said all the time, I love what I do. I love building community. I love being a bridge and connecting, but it's like, I felt like I lost the passion. I lost my, my raison d'être. Like I wasn't as excited Mm -hmm. about what I was doing. So I started Mm -hmm. just re-ask myself again. And that's when I really came to understand or remember that my passion is really introducing people to their true potential, which is their understanding, their non-physical understanding, their ability, understanding who they are and what they are. And that's my passion that so now and then being able to connect with you and create this opportunity for the community and 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 develop these programs and stuff together that i know are going to heal and help to reconnect people anyways this is again i keep saying this is just the beginning of something exceptional that's being developed for the community so now inga wanted us to mention the journal do we do, well, yeah, do, of course <laughs> we gotta mention the journal so let me say when people move through this journal what they are going to experience is a coming to awareness of self right as you move through the journal you are first going to be introduced to what forgiveness is i'm going to reintroduce you to the age of peace i'm going to share i call one of the chapters the village of peace i'm going to introduce you to what the village of peace is And then after that, I take you into setting up some goals and envisioning what you want health to look like. Most of us are moving towards four goals. The first one is I choose a healthy, vital body. Uh, Second one is I choose to live the life I love. Third one is I choose to live in my true nature and live my true purpose. The final and the most essential and important one is I choose to be the predominant creative force in my life. Mm. So most of us don't think that our thoughts create. And in fact, most of us those think that we create a world that we experience, right? Or we don't know that. So I have come into the space where I recognize if I have traumatic thoughts, beliefs, that they're creating a world that re-traumatizes me. So this journal is about making you aware of your beliefs, how they're embedded into the moments that you forgive, and then how you 
twist those beliefs or transform those beliefs into a space that is good, where you accept what is before you and you accept what you want in a way that doesn't make one better than the other. If you can think about it this way, I talked to you about this before, but if you think about rejection, which every single one of us have failed and every one of us have failed and have experienced rejection. So when you think about rejection as one line that's moving towards acceptance, being chosen, being loved, but you're, what you're going to do is you're going to experience rejection, 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 and eventually you're going to want something different, but you're going to have to accept all that has happened before, before you can push through and also go into a new birth experience where now I am chosen, I am accepted, I, I don't have to be judged or criticized. So when you don't have that preference for one or the other, you push through. And as you push through, you're now in a new reality where the world you're creating, the people you're experiencing are all of these wonderful things that you've been always wanting for, but you've wanted it so much. And you've been thinking, I don't want something else. You create the don't want all the time. This journal is going to help you move through 40 forgivenesses. And as you move through the 40 forgivenesses, consider it 40 days in the wilderness mm-hmm. and 40 forgivenesses are then going to give you the awareness of those thoughts and beliefs that continue to recreate that negative world that you don't want to experience. And then on the other side, when you do the forgiveness, especially of self, what you do is you say, okay, I forgive me as much as I forgive the other, but now I restore my beliefs into a place where things are balanced, where I don't look at negative and positive as somehow bad or good, but one is pushing me towards a desire for something that's beautiful And as I push through, I'm going to see all the things that make me afraid of the very thing that I want. So as you see your fears, you press through. So that's what the journal is all about. It's it's about making you fearless by making you, well, you choose to forgive, right? So 40 forgivenesses are just going to shift you into a whole different mindset. And it's the choice, the choice. I love that you said that because earlier when you said we have to, but we don't have to. Nobody has to do anything. But right. we choose. And we want people to choose healing because now you're telling us why. You're unlocking so much of yes. yourself, your real potential when you choose yes. it. Yes. Mm. If you guys are now tuning in, we are speaking to Dr. Joan, psychotherapist and the chair of the National Healing Journey. And we are deep diving, coming to understand a little bit about her, her background, uh, what she does. And now we're about to transition into this actual healing journey because I, again, and listening to you speak, I feel that you are a a mix of a spiritualist, a therapist, a (laughs) healer, because you're able to reference the, call it like some of the religious teachings that we have in terms of the Bible and and different things that we all resonate to. Because I I don't think any one of us have gone to this point in life without going to church at least one time, right? Like, so we, uh, we all, as you know, like that's just our reality. So we all cling to that. We all have a, a, a certain knowledge of the Bible and a lot of us use it as a certain foundation. But then there's a certain level of uh, evolution that's necessary as well, where you're able yes. to still reference the Bible, but understand yes. the times that we're in right now, because the Bible, yes. as as it being a 
book that's physical and written by men, there are certain things that you kind of have to open your your consciousness to, your spirit to, your mind to. But then also there's that clinical aspect that's important, right? You got to be able to balance it. And yeah. I really feel you're doing an exceptional job of balancing the three. I am, just, again, I'm excited because I know that with the with the machine that is the OFC, the gift that you have, I I'm confident that we're going to be able to change the world, guys. And you heard me, me say it. I've said it. <laughs> I like have a global reach. All we've needed is just is just the what and to know why and to and to have the how. And I really feel the spirit has made it so. So now this healing journey that we're discussing, if you could please now just take take a moment just to walk our our listeners through it. And then we will, we will, we'll go on to the next phase in terms of how they could connect and how they could learn more about you. The simplest way for me to describe the national healing journey is that we are asking the global black family, melanated family to go on a journey. The first aspect of the journey is for every member of the melanated family to recognize that we've all endured trauma. And I'm not just talking about us as black people, but uh, you know, the whole humanity has endured a trauma. And that trauma has caused us to separate from ourselves, disconnect. And in fact, it has disconnected us from our spiritual self and disconnected us from the power and the authority that we have as spiritual beings just moving through this human journey. So what we're asking is that the global community engage on individual trauma recovery journeys. And then also that the global community in small segments that you know bring us together or unite us in some way, shape or form, that we then go through a communal healing process that incorporates truth, truth telling and storytelling, then forgiveness of those who have harmed us, forgiveness of ourselves for doing the very same thing. And then the final phase is reconciliation. So we're asking for these two things to begin to happen within the community, however you want that to be. But we hope to also be a guide in terms of what that might look like. So recovery and healing happens on multiple levels. And so what we're asking is that we engage in developing a roadmap that will help people understand. So you can start your healing journey by just reading books. You self-development books is the easiest way to begin. Listening to podcasts is the easiest way to begin. Once you find that the desire is there to go further, then some traditional counseling might be good. In fact, all of it is good. So whatever you whatever you embark on, what you'll find is that the right thing comes at the right time. But there are some shortcuts that we can take, right? So if you are really not terrified of the process, if you embrace it and if you welcome it, then, you know, becoming method is one of those, it combines a number of things. So we are putting that out there, but we're also welcoming healers in the community mm -hmm. to join us in this process. If they have their own healing modality, welcome. If you want to learn a healing modality, welcome. If you have never considered yourself, uh, you know, one of those traditional healers in the sense of a profession, but you have the gifts and the talents of a healer, welcome, right? Mm -hmm. So we are welcoming, you know, teams to come in and to support the community with this. But we're there's so many other ways that we're activating because we know our education, our spirituality matters, all of it matters. So we're looking at different ways to structure ourselves so that we can support that connection and that unity within the family and then encouraging everyone to, to start. Ooh, good. And so... 
basically so what we've been developing and working on within the OFC and you guys you're welcome everybody who's tuning in so mm -hmm. what we're doing is uh we're developing these focus groups within the community so people who are who people who are hearing this and who are resonating with it and who do, who want to take part just even just start the discussion right like so you don't know where to start you don't know where you fit we're creating a space where now we get to create these focus groups to have you guys come in and now you guys know we already do our our weekly community and business team meetings and they serve their purpose in terms of networking and supporting each other in business and and in growth but now and i've been saying it, there's a fundamental foundational piece which is healing that is necessary and that's why i'm excited to be able to now introduce these so there it, it'll be a similar type of model type of thing where people whether it be, i think it'll be on a bi-weekly basis where we're discussing where members will be able to take part in these focus groups once we get the group to a certain mass we'll be blessed to being able to have to have dr joan join us in the groups and and in the discussions but understand that our foundation within these groups are one to help people to discuss it um, brainstorm on the concept um, identify if you're you're a healer or you're not a healer or if you know healers you could bring them into the collective it's for us to grow and heal together and to develop these programs as a collective because it's something that we know it's it's life-changing because I say it all the time, like my goal is to establish an economic foundation for our future generation. But without addressing this fundamental piece of healing from the traumas, we can't. It's just it's it's and that's what that was what I realized as I was going through the work. And I'm like, yo, we've been doing this for 13 years. We've impacted yeah. thousands of people, but I still don't feel like we're much further. Like I still right. feel that if, for example, if I were to stop doing what I'm doing and stop pushing, this is it. This is the end mm. of the development, which would be a shame. And I think it's it's important that we address these foundational, fundamental key elements of healing so that yes. we could we could properly um, solidify ourselves and strengthen ourselves and empower ourselves as a community yeah and if i could just say why healing is so important if we think of like you mentioned the economic empowerment we think of celebrities you know there's there's certain celebrities who they have the money and we are watching them as a train wreck and we say we're yes. gonna pray for so-and-so because <laughs> there's problems right but the ones who are doing their work, it's a different story. They're, yes. they're, they're handling their money different. It's the yes. same thing within the community. Mm. We, yes. You know, new money versus, you know, old money kind of yes. situation. But yes. it's all from the mental state. That's one yes. thing I want to say. The other thing of, I remember when I was in high school and I had my own phone and people <laughs> would call me and I was the one they would share all their problems with. So right. I knew... That was a guy like I'm good at listening and mm -hmm. helping people find their their mm -hmm. issues and, and get to their solutions. Yes. That made me go into social services and down a, a certain path. So I wanted to say for anybody listening, if that's you, if you yes. know somebody that you always call and they're always available, they're a healer. They should connect with us because yes. it really is something sometimes that simple, right? Sometimes mm. it's that simple. It's that simple. Uh, there's one one more piece that I think that's huge that we have to plug and it's the empowerment piece because what we're looking yeah. to do is and I don't know if it's just ever been done before but we're looking to train and empower healers like this is something as being a community worker and one of the things that we've discussed in many panels many discussions is that the fact that we know that there's a need in community but the yeah. healers are are we just don't have enough one either we don't have enough means or resources to be able to to afford the he, uh, the healers to 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 help all everybody who needs the help within the community and there's just there's a scarcity because there's yeah. such a need the demand is too high and they're stretched like super thin 
So now in this case, we're again being strategic and again, this is the power of a collective. This is the power of, of what we're doing within the community is that we're saying, you know what, let's, before we even super dive in and say, we're, we're looking to heal everybody, let's build up our team of healers and let's create this opportunity for people to become certified in this and be able to do this work and to heal themselves, heal their families, heal their circles. So now we can empower them. It's not all community work, so to speak. We're empowering them to be able to earn a revenue, earn an income That's from right. what they're doing. That's yeah. huge, guys. We're talking yeah. real empowerment. It's not just theoretical talk. We're talking like we're building programs that's going to help to change the world one individual at a time, but training that individual, giving them the tools, the powers and resources where now they have a skill, they have a service that they can now offer and generate revenue to sustain themselves and their family. Whew. Guys, I don't can know. can say it any better myself, <laughs> right? That's awesome. That's it right there, that's, right? That, yeah. we, we want mental equity to lead to economic equity is that the proper way to say it mm -hmm. i yes, like it yes i like right? it no so we you know we want everyone to be able to say i own a home mm -hmm. that, that you know so we can that's equity right yes. but in order to do that some of us have to just get well we have to have the mental equity we have to be able to focus we have to be able to take care of our families and so what we are doing is really the groundwork for people to discover purpose. A lot of us are in jobs we hate, but if you start doing your purpose-driven job and then someone is here to be able to mentor you and support you in scaling and scaling quickly, then that resolves a whole lot of stuff that you know a lot of us have had to go through and go through it alone. So you know, I think that's the other part of what we want to be able to do. Oh boy. So guys, now I don't know um, when, when we hear these things and we usually talk healing, I, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but what the image I usually get comes to my mind are women. I think about women coming and serving this need and doing this for the community, but I want to put a special call out, something a little bit yes. different where yes. I want to reach out to my brothers. I want to yes. reach out um, for sure, we want the women to come too. Okay, like I'm not saying this, yeah. but but me as a young man coming up in the community, knowing the role that I played in my household, knowing the role I played in my family and within my community, I know I have a certain level of influence. I know, um, as a mentor as well to some of the some of the young men and stuff within the community, I have that kind of influence, and I know there's a lot of other powerful brothers out there, and I'm calling you out. I want you to consider this. I want you to consider being a healer. I want you to consider yeah. uh, getting involved and being that example because I, I strongly feel that it's time to put the world back in its right place. There's a power um, that we have from giving our women, giving the queens like the like I almost I almost want to say the lead, but giving them the ability to build. But we as men, we are nurturers. We are here to support the household. We are here to I even given the example of some of the past shows where the queens, they run the castle and and we, and it's important to let them run the castle while we support what's happening. Yeah. But, yeah. It, but, but and it's, sometimes be enforcers. I mean, that's right? Right. sometimes we that's can right. be honest. Yep. The children yep. listen to their fathers. A that's little right. different. <laughs> you know so i definitely want to put it out there because i don't want i don't want, as people are listening to this i don't want them to, to just be like okay cool this is great like looking for these queens to take this on it's definitely i want to put the message out to young men who are out there sorry to take the lead to, to say that you know what we can be healers as well we could be examples within the community because uh, yes. i feel it would speak volumes you'll be yes. able to influence other young men who are who are trying to find those who are trying to find themselves this is yeah. this would be a, a, a great great opportunity for you guys as well so i'm putting the call out to you as well 
Okay. Right. Okay. So let me tell you one of my dreams because it fits so perfectly. Before I came to Kamloops, I didn't know I was going to move here, but a friend of mine who has some prophetic, we call it prophetic gifting, you know, and you can intuitively see ahead, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, she said, oh, Joan, I had this dream and you, you, your husband was preparing the house to get ready for sale. So she told me about that dream and then a couple of other things in the dream were important. Then my husband had a dream that we were moving, right? So one of the things I do when those things happen is I sit down and I ask the question. So I actually put it on a piece of paper. Okay, Father, where are we moving? You know, and so I went into a time of meditation and what came was this vision. I saw water and I it was kind of like I was hovering above the water. And then I saw the water's movement out to the shore. I knew it was a river, not the ocean. And when I saw the shoreline, uh, it was kind of brown sand on the lighter side. And the words Kamloops was written there. Wow. Yeah. So once I had the where, I began to ask, you know, like BC, I know Kamloops is in BC. I've never been there. Uh, but I, I said, well, that's one of the most expensive places to live. And well, God didn't care about that. <laughs> but <laughs> let me just show you what it is I'm trying to tell you, you know, so, so I actually in the vision, then I went up a mountain uh, to the top. So I was just brought to a new place where I was at the top of this mountain, lots of pine trees. And there was just a lot of light and righteousness in the place. I saw these uh, kids, black kids, melanated, you know, like, popping like shining skin like just healthy as ever could be and they were all wearing these uniforms and uh all black boys by the way not a girl in the in the group mm -hmm. and so the boys they have these smiles the white teeth you know like just perfect and so they ran towards me and they ran through me mm -hmm. and and so I turned for a moment to kind of see like what's behind me but anyways couldn't see that so now out in the forest behind the trees come all of these black men and women, strong, strapping, like almost like ancient, but modern, mm. you know, the women wearing kind of like a Wilma, you know, like Wilma on Fred Flintstone, how oh. like the strap goes yeah. across and you just perfectly fitting. They were all wearing brown outfits. The men, some of them were just wearing trousers, you know, bare, bare top. And so, I was like, the first thought I had was the ancestors are here. The ancestors are here, you know, and Marcus Garvey said something in one of his books. He said, watch for me in the whirlwind, you know, mm. and that, that thought came immediately. The ancestors are here. Mm. The ancestors are us, yes. by the way, but outstepped the women, outstepped the men. And then there was some men that caught my attention who were, pulling into the space where we were like these wagons with like logs already, you know, stripped, uh, but just laying there. Right. And so what I've discovered in my time, my time in Kamloops is ended now, but now is the time of the children. So the building of school curriculums and going into the space where mm -hmm. we really um, just strengthen our youth. Um, and then engaging the elders. So the yeah. elders are so powerful in our community. And these elders didn't look old. Uh, they looked like maybe they were in their 45 up to 55, but they were strong. They were ready. They had done the work. They were ready to build. And, and I would suggest that's where we are as a nation. So many of us are building, 
Uh, you'll see formation of so many organizations now, but we do need a structure. We do need to come together. And that's kind of the most important part. So as you spoke, that kind of came forward in a very present way. And I felt, you know, the elders and, and the youth are, are so key. They are so powerful in our community. Oh, well, my goodness, guys, yeah. this, this has been an exciting one. I, I said it from the beginning. I said it was going to be exciting. Um, now, I know for those who are listening and they want to get involved, they want to um, connect with you. Uh, like I, I'll, and I'll give the, the OFC email as well for those who want to participate in the focus group. So first to connect with you. So for those who want to connect with you, can you please share your contact information for those who want more, please? Yeah, uh, you can reach me at, by email at hello uh, at drjoan.ca. Um, so just dr, no dot or anything like that, drjoan.ca. Uh, so reach out to me, let me know where you heard me speak and what exactly you're looking for. Some people want therapy, some people just want to connect to the journey, some people want to be part of the focus group. So be specific there. Uh, and then that way I can make sure I reach back to you. You can find my website at drjoan.ca on Instagram. It's hey, I'm listening. Uh, there might be something that follows it. You can also find me on Twitter uh, and on LinkedIn. You can just look me up as Joan Samuels Dennis. Uh, guys, and of course, you already know you could connect with the OFC. You want more information about these focus groups, just check out OFCWeCare at gmail.com. So that's OFCWeCare at gmail.com. And just say, yeah, you're interested in focus groups. You're interested in the healing journey. And it's going to be our pleasure to connect with you, get you involved. Um, Dr. Joan, again, I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate what you're willing to do within community. We're proud to have you as a member of our community. We're proud to be able to grow with you uh, as you support us in growing our community and healing our community. Before I ask you for your empowering words, Queen Kaya or Inga O, do you guys have any words you'd like to, to say or to ask? Well, for myself, I cannot wait to be able to experience this because um, I have over the years had several, like I said, when I was saying before, several of the different things that you said, I have had happen to me at different times when seeking out guidance from the universe, from the ancestors, from God. And now, now that I feel like I, it's coming full circle again, I am now wanting to do things that I felt like I lost before. So I want to do the motivational speaking. I want to do the healing. I was just saying to, um, I did it on another show that we did. I wanted to start taking healing bowl. Yes. Um, but <laughs> it's something that I'm doing now. I, I want to do the life coaching. I want to yes. do that type Thing. But yes. when you said this, I'm like, ah, oh, this is it. I am a person who I'm frustrated when I see people that have allowed mental illness to take over and to let it go that far, that they haven't decided to switch their diet, that they haven't decided to. Yeah. And I say, I wish I could take them and let them live in my house. Like, I don't look like I have it all together, but I know how to help you get it together. <laughs> so right. I... I'm moving towards that where I'd like yeah. to actually have it where I have it all together and then I can teach someone how I got it all together. So um, I love that you're doing this and giving people the opportunity to learn. So thank you again, sister. And um, I can't wait to be able to touch base with you on another level. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just want to say working with you and Pharaoh, just it's exciting because we are in a paradigm shift. Um, yes. If one thing, if there's one thing that we can hopefully heal is the 
self-medication. I see too many people in our community who self-medicate and I know it's because of a stem for something else, you know, from yeah. something else. So if yeah. it, that's the one thing, the first thing that I'd love to see eased, right? But I just think that it's the time and, and we are, we're definitely, it, there's spirit and there's, there's practicum and all of it is coming together and it, it's, yes. it's beautiful. It's beautiful yes. to see. Yes, yes, yes. So there was one thing you guys have said, it triggered something, it jogged something in my memory that I wanted to remind the community of. Oh, right. <laughs> Again, as you guys know how we get down with the OFC, know that one of the things that we're developing also is how we can make sure that this healing is available to everybody. Okay, yeah. so that's something else that's really, really important to us as a community. We don't want to get you guys excited about this. And then those who, who are still in the development through trying to figure out how to get the means or who need the means, we just know that we have you all in mind. We are, as yes. a community, it takes a village, like we say all the time. Know that yeah. the community has your back. You're here for us. We are here for you. So we are we are developing programs to ensure that everybody could get access to the healing that they need. But again, we all have to come together. So just remind you guys, just connect with us as we are here to build with you. So with that, Queen Joan, please, if you could leave us with some empowering words for our listeners. Yes. You know, one of the people that guides me as I move through this human journey is Abraham Lincoln. Mm. And so I've, I've done, you know, some work in terms of reading a lot about him. And, you know, he was ultimately the person who would free the African slave in the United States. So he said, in a moment of despair and, and just deep depression, he said, I wish there were something I could align myself with, something that would absolutely transform the world so that I, and he said this, I would be remembered for generations to come. And he achieved that because we speak about him and I admire his work so much and his words. And he said this, he said, everyone needs three things in this life. He said, we need freedom from the thing that enslaves us. He says, we need the resources to thrive, not just survive. And he says, every single one of us needs to know that we've done better than the generation before us. Mm. Right? Mm. So I ask you to think about the thing that enslaves you. And it doesn't have to be mental illness or anything. It can be anything. So think about the thing that enslaves you and make a decision that you want to be freed from it. Think about the resource that you need, not just to survive, but to actually thrive. What is the one thing you need to thrive, not just survive? And I want you to think about the one thing that would help you to know without any reservation that you have done better than the generation before. Guys, this has been another awesome segment of Parley with the People. Dr. Joan, I thank you for being a guest with us today. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your inspiration. Thank you for the knowledge that you that you shared with the community and for what you're doing, for the framework that you put together. And again, thank you for being a part of this OFC community and for helping us to heal the world. Where again, we're looking forward to collaborating with you and just to bring in this message across the entire planet. Again, guys, thank you for tuning in to the Empower Hour. Peace and blessings. We're home.